Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. After six days of his creative work, God rested. The Sabbath has been a topic of intense interest to some Christians and widely ignored and misunderstood by others. But to see the Sabbath in the clear revelation of God's purpose is truly marvelous. We'll focus again today on the real Sabbath rest for God and for man on the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Ed Marks is back again for this second of several programs dealing with the remaining Sabbath rest. Welcome back, Ed. It's nice to have you here today. Well, Chris, it's a great privilege to be here again today for another broadcast. And especially in this broadcast, we will see something marvelous concerning the real meaning of the Sabbath rest. And in our life study message today, we're going to hear about Christ and also about the corporate Christ. This likely is a new term to many. Ed, what is meant by this term, the corporate Christ? Well, Chris, uh, in the Gospels, what we see is the individual Christ. But this individual Christ, this wonderful person whom we love, he passed through death and he entered into resurrection. And in resurrection, he produced the body of Christ. Now, when we talk about the corporate Christ, we're referring to the Christ we see in the epistles after Christ's resurrection. This Christ is the corporate Christ. In resurrection, he became the head of the body. Also, the New Testament shows us that Christ is not only the head of the body, he is the body of the head. Now, why do I say this? I say this because 1 Corinthians 12, 12 tells us this. This verse says, for even as the body is one and has many members, yet all the members of the body, being many, are one body, so also is the Christ. This verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, speaks of the corporate Christ. This is the Christ who is the head and the body. Now, as the members of the body, we have Christ's life and nature. We do not participate in his Godhead. We are not an object of worship. But we are organically one with Christ to be the members of his body. And Christ is both the head and the body. This is the corporate Christ. Ed, let me ask you, before we go any further, we talked about this is probably or likely a new term. Have there been other Christian teachers of uh, significance beside Witness Lee or perhaps even Watchman Nee that use this term or any term like this to identify the same aspect of Christ? Yes, Chris, there are a number of teachers who use this term, the corporate Christ. One teacher that I really respect and that, and that Brother Lee very much respected was Mary McDonough. She wrote the book God's Plan of Redemption in the early 20s. She uses the term the composite Christ, which means that Christ is not merely the head, but he's also composed of his many members. 
the many members of the body of Christ compose the body of Christ, which is the composite Christ. This is another term for the corporate Christ. Thanks, Ed. Let's join Witness Lee with our live study today. Was Israel a stand to God? Amen. Now, how about the church? Amen. Less or more? More. Was Jesus in his flesh a stand to God? Amen. How about the church, his body? Amen. Well, I only heard a little bit that when we come to Jesus, we may have rest. This is the gospel. That the church is your rest. The church is your rest. And we all know home, sweet home. Home, home, sweet home. Nowhere is so resting as our home. It's not the church your home. Don't you realize the church is the enlargement of Christ? If Christ is the rest, how about the enlargement of Christ? If the individual Christ is the rest, how about the corporate Christ? Not only the head, but also the body is the rest. This morning, the Lord pointed out to me three or four main reasons that the church today is the Sabbath. Number one, according to Genesis 1, God's Sabbath needs his expression. In other words, God's Sabbath needs a man made in his own image. After the creation of the old man, right the next day, God had a Sabbath. Then how about after the creation of the new man? Shouldn't God have a bigger Sabbath? Oh, God has a new Sabbath. Amen. Why? Because God has secured a new man. God has secured a better man. So after the creation of the new man, according to the principle set up in the first mentioning of the man, there should be a better new servant. In which way? Hallelujah. Number two. In Deuteronomy 12, we are told clearly the land of Canaan was a rest to Israel because it was a rest to God. And in Deuteronomy, it says clearly why the land was a rest. Because God would have his habitation there. God would put his name there. You know, the name is just a person. When God put his name there, that means God put himself there. Isn't the church today God's habitation? Yeah. Isn't the church today God's house? Yeah. Ephesians 2 says God's habitation is here in our spirit. Ephesians 1 says the new man. Ephesians 2 says the habitation. Don't we have the habitation of God here? As long as we have the habitation of God, we have God's rest. The number three, to have God's habitation, to express God, there is the need of the exercise of God's authority, the dominion. Even in Genesis 1, the dominion follows the image. 
God's dominion goes along with God's image. This means God's kingdom goes along with God's expression. Where the expression of God is, there is always the kingdom of God. Is the church the kingdom of God or not? The church surely is today's kingdom of God. John 3, 5 says clearly, we were reborn into the kingdom of God. When a dog is born, that dog surely was born into the kingdom of the dog. When a cat is born, that cat surely is born into the cat kingdom. We have been born of God. Surely we have been born into God's kingdom. Matthew 16 says, when the church is built, the kingdom is come. Matthew 16, 18 says, I will build my church upon this rock. Verse 19 says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. This simply means, when Peter used the keys to open the kingdom, that was the time when the church was built. Also in chapter 18, it says the church has the authority to bind. And the church also has the authority to release. The church life is the content of the kingdom. Romans 14, 17 says, the church life today is the kingdom. Not only so, in Revelation chapter 1, John says, I am with you in the kingdom. John was there in the kingdom already. What was the kingdom by that time? The church. The church was the kingdom. As the church is the kingdom, God's authority surely is exercised. Now you can see with God's dominion, there is the rest. As the church is God's kingdom, so the church is a Sabbath to God. Hallelujah. The church has God's image. The church is God's habitation. And the church is also God's kingdom. So, the church is altogether a Sabbath to God. Ed, we are seeing much more regarding the Sabbath in this life study of Hebrews than most of us probably ever realized was there. It's not just a day to be set apart, but it has everything to do with God gaining his purpose. How is the church a Sabbath rest to God? Well, Chris, the points that Brother Lee just brought out for us are worth repeating because they're so marvelous. Uh, this matter of, of the Sabbath rest, of course, to understand this, we have to go back to Genesis chapter 1. And we know that after God completed his creating work, he rested. Now, when he rested, this does not mean that he was tired, and so he rested. God is indefatigable. He's tireless. What does it mean that he rested? Well, it means he was fully satisfied because his heart's desire in creation had been accomplished. So what we see in Genesis 1 is that after God had a man in his image to express him, he rested. 
Well, after the creation of the old man in God's image, God rested. How much more after the creation of the new man? Ephesians 2.15 mentions the new man. The new man is the church produced in Christ's resurrection. So in Christ's resurrection, when the church was produced, expressing Christ, God was at rest. That means his heart's desire was satisfied. This shows that the church is the Sabbath rest to God. When God is expressed, he's at rest. That means he's fully satisfied. Also, the second point we saw is that according to Deuteronomy 12, the good land is the Sabbath rest. Deuteronomy 12.9 says, When the children of Israel entered into the good land, they were entering into God's rest. Well, why was this the Sabbath rest? Because it's in the good land of Canaan that God's temple was built. God's house was built. God's habitation was built. And Ephesians 2.22 tells us that the church is God's habitation, God's dwelling place. In Psalm 132, if you look at verses 13 through 16, these verses say, This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell. And that's God's habitation. God's habitation is his rest. This shows us that the church is God's Sabbath rest. Uh, then the third point, which is quite marvelous, when God created man, he didn't just create man in his image for man to express him. He also said, let them have dominion over all the things. He wanted man to reign for him. Well, the reality of God expressing himself through man is the church. The church is God's expression as the new man. The church is also God's kingdom representing God with God's dominion. We can see this in Matthew 16, 18, where the Lord says, I will build my church. And then he tells Peter that he will be given the keys of the kingdom. The kingdom and the church are used interchangeably here. Also in Romans 14, 17, this verse tells us that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit in the practical church life. These verses show us that the church is God's kingdom. It's when the Lord has the church representing him with his dominion that he has a Sabbath rest. So all these portions of the Bible show us that the church is a Sabbath rest to God. And when we are living in the reality of the church life, we also enjoy Christ as our Sabbath rest. Yeah, this is really an enlargement, I think, of perhaps the most common or ordinary thought concerning the Sabbath rest. It's going to enlarge even further. You mentioned the good land. That's going to be our focus in this next section. Let's join Witness Lee. I would ask you to turn to uh, Hebrew chapter 3. Verse 6 says, We are the house of God. And the Son of God is now over this house, taking care of the house. If we are going to enjoy Christ, surely we have to be a part of the house. And we have to be in the house. Now we read verse 7. Wherefore, wherefore means what? Wherefore means this verse continues the foregoing verse. Wherefore, even as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice. Wherefore, for the house of God. Wherefore, for what? For the fact that you are the house of God. 
for the effect that the sin of God is over the house of God. If you don't take care of this, you will miss the Sabbath. Underline the word hurtful. We go on to chapter 4 and read verse 9. But we have to read verse 7 and 8 first. He again designates a certain day. Today, saying in David, after so long a time, as he has said before, Today, if ye hear his voice, do not hearken your heart. For if Joshua had brought them into rest, he would not have spoken concerning another day after these things. There remains, therefore, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. You put these five verses together. You see, what is the Sabbath rest today? The house of God. You have to enter into the house of God. You have to remain in the house of God. If not, I tell you, you miss the Sabbath rest. Be careful. Your fathers in the wilderness, they didn't listen to the word of God. So after that, the Spirit in the Psalms set up another day for you to enter into the rest. And what is the rest today for you to enter? You read the context of these two chapters, you could see the very house under Christ, the Son of God, is the Sabbath rest. And this is the church life. And the church is God's house. And the church is God's habitation. And the church is God's kingdom. Now the church is today's good land. Amen. If you miss this, that means you miss today's Sabbath. The house of God under the good care of the Son of God today is our rest. This is our home. This is our homeland. This is the land of Emmanuel. And this is the good land. Throwing milk and honey. Ed, most Bible expositors agree that the good land of the Old Testament represents Christ. But now we are seeing that the good land is also a type of the church. You referred to this a little earlier. But Ed, is this too much to extend the type of the good land to include the church? Yeah, Chris, this is a good question, and of course, uh, Brother Lee addressed this in a marvelous way. And we have to look at Hebrews 3, verse 6 and 7, and chapter 4, verse 9. You know, what verse 7 shows, verse 7 connects the house of God in verse 6 with the Sabbath rest in chapter 4, verse 9, which is what Brother Lee just pointed out. And this indicates that these two are the same. Thus, what we can say is the house of God is our church life today, our Sabbath rest. Now, since the house of God is our Sabbath rest, that's one thing. But also we have seen that the Sabbath rest is the good land. Deuteronomy 12.9 makes this very clear, that the good land of Canaan was God's Sabbath rest. Now, if you put these together, what you see is the house of God is our Sabbath rest, the Sabbath rest is the good land. Therefore, the house of God is the good land. The house of God is our good land of Canaan. Today's good land 
is a situation with God's habitation. God's temple was built in the good land, and we have seen Ephesians 2.22 tells us that God's real temple today, his real habitation, is the church. So we can say this, in conclusion we can say this, the church is our home land. The church is our home, the church is our land, the church is our homeland. Isaiah 8.8 calls the good land the land of Emmanuel. This is the land of God with us. This means that when we meet together, when we fellowship together, we are in the land of Emmanuel. We are enjoying God with us. I would say even on this broadcast right now, God is with us because we are in the fellowship of the church, which is our real good land, the land of Emmanuel, according to Isaiah 8.8. 8. Marvelous. Thank you, Ed. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of this very enjoyable life study. Matthew chapter 11 says, Christ would be our rest. We come to Him to get the rest. And He even told us that He is the Lord of the Sabbath. As the Son of Man, He is the Lord of the Sabbath. And eventually, we have to check. This Christ, who would be our rest, eventually is where? He's in the church. He is in the church. Then, to the last book, the book of Revelation, it mentions clearly, my, that this Christ, the all-inclusive one, today is walking among the lampstands. And he's walking among all the churches. And in chapter 2 of Revelation, he, as the Spirit, speaks to the churches. If now you are going to touch him, and to enjoy him, and to partake of him as you rest, where could you get it? In the church. The church is the Sabbath. What is the keeping of the Sabbath? To have the church life today is the real keeping of the Sabbath. The Sabbath today is not the sixth day, neither the Saturday or the Sunday, but the church life. Why I am so bold to tell you that the church life today is the Sabbath, according to Hebrew. Because in chapter 2, the church came up. I will declare your name to my brothers. And in the midst of the church, I will sing hymns of praise unto you. The church is the place that the firstborn son of God can declare the father to his brothers. And he can praise the father in the church. So, this is not a small thing. Every time when we meet, we do have the sensation that the Lord is happy with us. The Son of God is pleasing the Father. This is the Sabbath. Ed, when we touch verse 12 in chapter 2, there is a revelation concerning Christ in His church that is tremendous. And here again today, this revelation was connected to God's Sabbath rest. Would you pick up this matter again for us? Yes, Chris. Uh, the main thing we want to point out here again is the Christ who is our rest, our real Sabbath, is in the church. And I would like to emphasize to all our listeners, uh, what, what does it mean that Christ is our rest? 
that Christ is our Sabbath. Well, for Christ to be our rest, on the one hand, means he frees us from the toil and burden of any work or responsibility. But it also means, even deeper than this, that Christ is our perfect peace and our full satisfaction. Where can you get perfect peace but in this wonderful person? Where can you find full satisfaction but in Christ? He is our full satisfaction. Well, where is Christ? Christ is in the church. So Revelation 1.13 shows us that Christ is walking in the midst of the local churches. And Revelation 2.1 also shows us this. He's in the midst of the churches, and he's walking in the midst of the churches. Revelation 2.7 and a number of verses in Revelation 2 and 3 tells us that Christ is speaking to the churches. If you want to enjoy Christ as your perfect peace and full satisfaction, you have to be where he is. Where is he? He is in the church. He is in the real practical church life practiced according to the New Testament way. Now, Hebrews 2.12, which you mentioned, is another marvelous verse showing us this point. In this verse, Christ says, I will declare your name to my brothers in the midst of the church. I will sing hymns of praise to you. I'll tell you, we experience this especially at the Lord's table. As we are singing to the Father in the Lord's table, we have the sense that Christ is in our midst and he is singing praises in our singing to the Father. This verse, Hebrews 2.12, shows us emphatically if we are going to enjoy Christ singing hymns of praise to the Father, then we need to be in the church life where he is. I hope that all of us listening to this broadcast would pray, Lord, lead me to your habitation. Lead me to the real church life practiced according to the New Testament way so that I can enjoy you as my perfect peace and full satisfaction. Ed, a while ago you said that even in this broadcast we could have an enjoyment of the real Sabbath rest. I believe Christ in our midst today has brought us into that rest. Thank you for your fellowship. Come back very soon, will you please? The Life Study of Hebrews will continue once again tomorrow with Witness Lee. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Me, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.